What are we doing? What are we doing? It's another What's Up Wednesday. Get on down to Wally's Wild Car Wash. Tell them Josh sent you. And they'll be sure to break you off and send you out with a brand new car air freshener. Guaranteed to smell like shit. Tell them Josh sent you. Has that ever worked in the history of radio promotions? Walking into a place and saying you were sent by somebody? Hey, Josh sent me here. Oh, okay. Josh who? Get the fuck out. Episode 151. We're in it. You entered. How does it feel? Explore. Explore your surroundings. 151. What do you think of? 151. Yeah. You think of Bacardi 151. 151 proof. Because regular booze, regular hard alcohol, liquor, (laughs) not even close, not even close to what we need, 151. Did I make that up in my head? 151 proof alcohol? I got to Google that right now. Hold on. Let me Google this. Bacardi rum, which was so popular when I was in college and so disgusting It says Bacardi 151. It has its own Wikipedia page. And it says it was discontinued in 2016. Too many lawsuits. Of course. Of course. You know why? I don't even have to read the rest of this Wikipedia. I'll tell you why. Okay, I lived through the Bacardi 151 craze. It was a different time. We didn't know what was good for us. People were lighting shots. Maybe it was a cool visual at a bar or for a bunch of morons in the dorms like yours truly. But because this is a safe zone on this podcast, on this show, it's a judgmental free zone. So we say things like, well, Bacardi 151, even though I didn't like the taste, hey, I dabbled. Once lit a shot on fire, it trickled out of the shot glass while it was still on fire engulfed my face in flames, had to dunk my whole head into a kitchen sink full of dishes. None of that is fiction. I wish it were. No permanent scars, no permanent burns. But how many other people have that story? You don't need Bacardi 151 officially discontinued in 2016. I'm happy to report that. We have breaking news this hour. Bacardi 151 no longer exists because it never needed to exist in the first place. You got to love that. Up it. How American. We want it stronger. We want more. Everclear? What was Everclear? They just called it grain alcohol? Banned in certain states? Who needed it? Who was drinking regular 80, 85, 90 proof booze thinking, "Mm mm-mm, It's just not singeing my esophagus the way I was hoping. It's just not getting me into an immediate blackout. I need Everclear. I need 151. I need some direction. I need to just prove a point. And that is, it's impossible to be in a bad mood when you listen to the taxi theme. What? I'll just prove it right now. I'm going to play the theme to Taxi. The old show with Louis De Palma, played by Danny DeVito. How do you like that cast with Tony Danza, Judd Hirsch, Christopher Lloyd as Jim Ignatowski, and Andy Kaufman, not to mention the incomparable Mary Lou Henner with biographical memory, 
Google it. She has it. It's weird. She's beautiful. Still beautiful. Here we go. Can you still be in a bad mood when you listen to Taxi? Can you even be in a neutral mood when you listen to the theme from Taxi? Or does it immediately find a place in your brain to release a bunch of dopamine and you just have to go, all right, Josh, you're right. I'm in a good mood. Shit, hot piccolo start. Alright. Coming over the bridge. that more boring just a car going over the bridge and that smooth jazz playing look what happened though how do you feel right now check in with yourself (laughs) exactly you feel good it's also impossible to listen to the matlock theme and not want to freestyle even if you're not a rapper you've never rapped in your life it's impossible i learned this years ago it's impossible Humans are incapable of listening to the Matlock theme and not wanting to freestyle. Mm, All rappers have to start with a laugh, a laugh, a laugh. I put my bubbles in the bath. I sit there for a while with a smile because it's episode 151. You know I'm here to have some fun with the crazy sound to put your ass on the ground. I get louder with the proudest sound as I go crazy. Always feeling happy even though I'm feeling lazy. Now I'm in the bathtub in the water. Door is shut. No one's entering. None of my daughters. Not my wife in my life. I'm alone right now with my microphone. So what do you know about that? I am fat because I eat too much cheese. My tickle in my nose makes me want to sneeze. And now I say, please listen to the rest of the episode. That's the Matlock theme. Ah, yeah. Yeah, throw it down. Throw it down. So, like I said, those are just two facts. Facts of life. You cannot listen to the taxi theme without just saying, hey, I'm feeling pretty good. And you know you can't listen to Matlock without wanting to rap. Try it. Try it yourself. All right, here's the educational part of the show. If you don't know this, if you don't know this, I'm not going to come down too hard on you. I'm just going to try to enlighten you. But when you're driving your car, if you think while you're in motion and cars are behind you that that is the perfect time to do a little spritz of water and clean that windshield with your wipers, you are so annoying. You're not supposed to. I don't know if they ever teach you this. I really don't. But when you clean your windshield, just make sure no one's around. You're parked. You see this what? Once a week, once a month. Some moron. Some bazool. Can I just make up fake Italian slurs? Some babalew. Some zamul on the highway. Gets all the cars spritzed and wet with their own spritz. Don't spritz us. Wait till you're off the road, you freaking tazuli. Happened to me this morning. Driving to summer camp with my daughter. We're driving to summer camp. The car in front of me (laughs) gave my car a little shower. No thanks. Don't need it. 
figured it's a PSA to do it on my podcast and let you know you shouldn't be doing that. All right, you fucking bazool, you maro, you strunts, and other things you might hear in Jersey Boys. Italian insults? Nothing better than that. You stazonts. He called me a stazonts. I called him a babalon. He called me a pachuchello. I called him a bozuli. All right, let's just relax for one goddamn minute. Oh, yeah, on the drive, every drive with my daughter, we listen to the same exact music. Hot princess music, okay? And when I listen to it with her, it's fun. It's fun. She likes the princess music on the morning drive. Now, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this is such horseshit. Like all these songs, just so awful. But when I'm with her, it's the opposite. Hey, we're having fun. Good music. Great message. She gets out of the car and I'm like, what was that about? And she has my wife's skill of memorizing lyrics really quickly, like eerily quickly. They just listen to a song and then they recite the lyrics. I go, wow, where'd you store that information? But my little girl, she's singing all these lyrics about princesses waiting for their princes. And then she asks me, who sings this? I said, that was Belle. Oh, that was Snow White. Well, that was Cinderella. And then for one of them, I was stumped. I had to look on my Spotify and it said Sleeping Beauty. I said, that was Sleeping Beauty. And she wanted to hear it again and again and again. And the song is literally waiting for my prince. I realized I don't know Sleeping Beauty. I could tell you a little bit about most Disney movies. From The Little Mermaid to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, all the way through Aladdin and the Lion King. I could probably tell you a little bit of the synopsis. Sleeping Beauty, I have no clue. So when she asked, what's this about? I was just like, "Uh, Sleeping Beauty was waiting for her prince. She wanted him to arrive because she felt like nothing without him. Her life wasn't complete and she was apparently just waiting in a palace. And when he comes, he'll validate her entire existence because that's what girls do. What are we teaching them? Let's cancel princesses right now. All right, this is now woke cancel culture time. We're canceling a lot of things. Boom, goodbye. Disney princesses, you're done. Just prancing around and dancing and waiting for your man? No. You get on Match.com, you take the initiative, you send the first email, and you ask that fella to a wine bar, and you post some nice photos of you with and without makeup, of course with your pets, of course on a hike. Okay, list all your interests, your political views, religious affiliation, anything like that. That's the type of Disney woman we're going to start building. No more waiting for my friends. Off the Tea Party soundtrack. All these princesses talking about tea as well. I'll just say right now, there's no more boring beverage. Tea. You get excited about tea? You can stop listening right now. You get excited about tea then right now is a good time to find another podcast because this podcast doesn't like tea occasionally you say okay maybe earl gray should we put a little lemon honey sugar in this make it interesting but tea how many of these princess songs are about having tea but sleeping beauty and i did google the synopsis of that plot this morning but we'll let her take it away for a moment 
hope he's coming. Perfect to meet at tea. What? How about a bar? A couple flaming shots. This is what's influencing young girls? What pressure? That's a lot of pressure waiting for your prince to sweep you off your feet and dance you in a room full of gold. Look, perhaps I would like Sleeping Beauty. Maybe I would. Should give it a chance, right? Should not prejudge. But this plot, Princess Aurora, I'll just read it. Because I have it up on my phone. She's born into royalty. Everyone gathers to celebrate. So far, so good. What could go wrong? Oh, an evil fairy, Maleficent. Hey, Maleficent, why the fuck are you here? Well, she curses the young princess and announces she will die by her 16th birthday by pricking her finger on a spinning wheel? What? That won't kill you. You're one band-aid away from healing that situation. But I guess Maleficent... And bitch, she's trying to kill Aurora by putting a spell on her to die right around her 16th birthday by pricking her finger on a spindle of a spinning wheel. But good news, Meriwether is a good fairy and she changes the spell. So Aurora just has to go deep into a coma, a deep sleep. And then the only way for her to wake up is a kiss from her prince. There it is, folks. The world's worst plot. Oh, my God. We're canceling them. We're done. We're done. We're going to have a strong businesswoman as the protagonist of our next Disney cartoon. She ain't waiting on a guy. She ain't waiting to get swept off her feet. And I can't analyze Disney because never really got into it. As a kid, I don't have any memories of like watching Snow White and The Little Mermaid time and time again. I know the basics. And it's cute to see my little girl enjoying these songs, but nothing about it seems appealing. I was all Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse as a kid. Give me The Simpsons. Give me Alvin Simon and Theodore. Give me some G.I. Joe here and there. Give me Heathcliff. Give me Yogi the Bear and all that Hannah and Barbara Jetsons fun, but I don't really need the prince and princess and oh, happily ever after. Look at the diamond ring and the dancing at a ball. And there's some wicked, jealous relative who's going to mess everything up. Nope, they're canceled. You heard it here first. We're canceling Disney princesses. We're empowering the females here in 2021 we are empowering them 
Hey, folks, you know what the best part of Facebook is? I'll just say it right now. It's the old people. 75, 80 plus. Oh, yeah. They're on Facebook. They're there. Don't be annoyed with them. Welcome them. Lean into it. It's the best. You've seen it on a post. Someone puts up their vacation pictures, their barbecue pictures, their birthday party pictures. Most of the posts are normal. Sweet family, cute pics. And then there's, Dear Michael, did you ever get the granola bars I sent? Hope everything is well. Love, Aunt Lucille. She leaves her social security number for some reason. You've seen this, right? It's the best. You just put a picture up of you on a hike. All the comments. Beautiful scenery. Have fun. And then, Sean, is that you? It's your grandpa, Saul. I noticed you were hiking without a brimmed hat. Perhaps you need me to send one? Question mark. In any case, your grandma is not doing well. We would love to see you. Best wishes, Solomon. 826-51-23-24. He leaves his social... What are they leaving their social security numbers? They're always leaving something, right? A phone number, an address. The old folks on Facebook are the best. They'll just communicate with someone they don't know. You put up an anniversary picture of you at an Italian restaurant. Everyone's leaving nice comments. Such a sweet couple. And then a reply to that from your great aunt Estelle. They are a sweet couple. Yet they do have counseling sessions each week to solidify their love. Sincerely, Estelle Greenblatt, 776 Hickory Lane. You're like, what? Is she leaving her address on the Facebook post as she's interacting some private, private content with a stranger? Come on, Estelle. I'm worried. I'm worried that everyone's going to run away from the old folks on Facebook. You got to lean into it. Stay with it. Don't just go to Instagram or Snapchat. Stay with your Facebook account, okay? Because you still get the interaction with your peers and people your age, but you will get a friend request from your 94-year-old great-grandma, and you accept that request. And you know her profile picture is just going to be her brooch or her pendant or a picture of a hummingbird that she painted 24 years ago. But you accept that request. The one social media, I mean, I can't handle any of them, but the one social media I really know I can't handle is Nextdoor. So I've told you, I don't have that app. My wife does. Sometimes I take her phone and I ask, I ask. I don't just take my wife's phone. I ask, can I uh, inflict some self-pain and take a look at Nextdoor? She goes, sure. Take a look. I'm always looking for wildlife, coyote sightings, bobcats, mountain lions, you know me. But... Three posts of people putting videos up of snakes in the neighborhood with the question, can anybody identify this kind of snake? And it turns out that everyone's a snake expert. That's California King, seven foot. It'll take care of all your spiders. It's like, what? Everyone has a comment about these snakes and they're not the comments I would expect. Like my comment would be, ew, what the fuck? Gross, run. But some people are like, beautiful. One person even wrote, jealous, like wanted to run into a snake. There are people that like snakes. See, that's further proof that I need to be more accepting. Because I thought that was like a universal thing, that we all are scared of snakes. 
and we don't want to see them on our walks and on our runs and on our hikes. But hey, maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe people think it's cool. Oh, rad snakes. Just me. Just me on next door. People love the snakes. If you say anything negative about wildlife, you're in trouble. If you're like, those damn coyotes ate my cat, someone's going to be like, you don't shame the coyotes. The fights that start will spiral so out of control. It could start with a coyote conversation, and then soon it's, well, Trump didn't do enough to roll out the vaccine. Well, your guy Biden is an old piece of shit. It's like, what? I thought we were talking coyotes. How quick does the conversation devolve on next door? Come on, everyone. We live here. I'm jumping around today. It's an erratic podcast. It's just too much. It's too much. Y'all ever seen a podium? Just think about that right now. You ever seen a podium? Do you know how powerful that object is? Guarantee the person that invented the podium, they knew. A podium sends the message that something important is happening. If I went to the mall right now, just stood in front of Kohl's in a t-shirt, in a warrior shirt, and just started talking, that's crazy shit. No one's going to listen. If I went to the mall right now with a really nice wooden podium, and I was wearing a blue sports coat, and I brought a middle-aged woman in a pencil skirt who had a clipboard, so there's me in a blue sports coat behind a podium, and let's say two feet to my right is a middle-aged woman with a tasteful pantsuit or pencil skirt, and she has a clipboard, and there's a patch on my jacket that just says Bureau of the Executive Department. A couple of microphones coming out of the podium. I got my own amplification system. People are listening. I'll probably get a crowd of 30, 40. Well, let's see what you have to say. It's just the packaging. It's always the packaging. You put a podium anywhere. I've seen it. I've seen the power of a podium. You put a podium anywhere, people are gathering. Well, what's this about? But you got to have a patch on your jacket. Make it look official. Comb your hair. Okay. You got to have a little patch that says National Foundation. That's all. Maybe just those two words. National Foundation. Oh, he's from the National Foundation. Say anything you want at that point. We have got to elevate our status and improve the dynamic in this town. And people are like, you're you're damn right. We don't question this man. He's got a beautiful podium. Politicians without podiums? It's not even a profession, I don't think. Teaching without a podium in the classroom? Good luck. Good luck. The Olympics without podiums? It's just pickup games. I'm going to buy a few podiums and just keep them in my car. TV is so shitty nowadays, I would like to watch a documentary called Podium. I don't even care what it's about. I'm just down to watch Podium. Do you see Podium? It's pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes gave it like an 88%. But no, a lot of the critics liked Podium. It tells the story of Podiums and the meaning and the significance. It's really good. Go try right now. Go. Go to a local park without a Podium. You start saying something. You're batshit crazy. Get away from our kids. You bring a podium, you start saying the same thing. Huh. They're like a magnet. They can't get away from your spell. You say anything you want. Very vague. Keep it vague, though. We're not going to stand for this anymore. 
this community is going to rally high and we are going to rally loud. And people are cheering their fucking heads off. What are they cheering for? Your patch that says something very important. The National Society for the Betterment of Neighborhoods and Commissions of improvements for infrastructures oh this guy's from the betterment of commissions and infrastructures improvements i do like his jacket and that woman next to him seems important i'm in where do i sign up oh there's nothing to sign up for ma'am this is just a podium it's a hell of a podium sir that is a hell of a podium A few years ago, I have no transitions today. A few years ago, I had a student named AJ. AJ was really nice. AJ was a sophomore in my world history class. Kind. Did his work. I think he was on the diving team. Pleasant. I believe he surfed. That's really all I knew about him. Had a really well-known, cool family. The Neff family. And after he aced my class, I didn't see much of him. Until he asked me to write a letter of recommendation his senior year, I said, gladly, come on in. And there he was, taller, but still the same, kind of soft-spoken, very pleasant young man. Really liked him. He enjoyed my class too, so solid dynamic had formed. Hadn't heard much about him in college, but I was having a music conversation with some other teachers, and we were talking about the crossover, like what we like that students might like too, maybe a little Justin Bieber, maybe a little Mac Miller. And then my friend said, listen to this. This is that kid, AJ. And I heard it and I immediately liked his music. I was like, what is this? SoundCloud? TikTok? He just released a song. He goes by Arden Jones. There's a reason I'm bringing this story up. Arden Jones. And the song was great. It wasn't good, but it was like my kind of flavor just feeling it and I was like he makes music AJ Arden he makes music like he didn't seem like the type seemed like surfer skater not really into that hip-hop sound but one week after that conversation I read that Atlantic Records had signed him what he puts out a couple songs like independent releases and Atlanta Records signs him and I didn't really get it but I guess as I learned more there's a company called Vinculum, that is now partnering with Atlantic Records, and they try to find these raw projects, these unknowns. And he was just on TikTok. They found him on TikTok, and now he's performing. Thousands of followers, millions of clicks. I'll play you a little sample of his stuff, but it's good. Arden Jones, one of my students, is going to be very famous. I'm going to ride his coattails to the Grammys. You're going to see me in the front row at the Grammys when he's thanking everybody. I'm going to be wearing sunglasses indoors because that's how you attend the Grammys. And when he thanks everybody, my parents couldn't have done this without my producers, my lawyers. And there he is. He's going to get choked up. I'll get choked up. (laughs) Mr. Rosenberg. There there he is. Oh, told myself I wasn't going to cry. But when it came to inspiration for my music, that guy right there with his flawless syllabus his rubrics to keep everything so clear the way he would scaffold one unit into the next (laughs) mr rosenberg i'm nothing 
without you. Camera goes to me, my sunglasses, you see the tears streaming down. Arden Jones. All right, let me play you a little sample of parallel parking. smile was picking up his heartbeat that's a true story you can't make that up arden jones listen to all of his stuff spotify itunes wherever you listen to music his shit's available now that's nevado high folks nevado high represent on the map when he really blows up i mean really gets big which he will he sounds good he's talented People will go to the Wikipedia page and they'll read early life. We all go to early life, right? When you go to Wikipedia on a celebrity, you go to early life and you want to see where they grew up. Nevado, California, Nevado High represent Arden. All right. How to end. How to end. How to get out of this one. I was going to go on a really tasteful rant about how sexuality is taught in schools throughout America. But of course, that seems a little heavy for this episode. Maybe I'll jump into that next week. But let me end with the hit segment, Jack and Steve. I've done this segment literally zero times. And of course, I did not need the word literally right there. So if it's a classic segment, it's Jack and Steve. I might need to explain what that means. I'm going to read a Jack Cornfield quote. And then right after I read it, I'm just going to be really amazed with it because it's going to be so true and it's going to be enlightening and it's going to be helpful for everybody. And then I'm just going to read a Stephen Wright one-liner, one of the great one-liner comedians of all time. All right, I'll start with Jack Cornfield. I'm actually reading one of his books right now. He's a guru, one of the founders of Spirit Rock and West Side Marin. He said, in the end, just three things matter. How well we have lived, how well we have loved, how well we have learned to let go. God, so true. Man, that is so true. And then Stephen Wright, I got arrested for scalping low numbers at the deli. All right, back to Jack Cornfield. He says, uh, when we come into the present, we begin to feel the life around us again. But we also encounter whatever we have been avoiding. We must have the courage to face whatever is present, our pain, our desires, our grief, our loss, our secret hopes, our love, everything that moves us most deeply. God, that's so true. You got to face it. You got to lean into it. As I've been saying on this podcast, lean right into it. Man, Jack, that is so true. And then Steve and 
Stephen Wright. Cross-country skiing is great if you live in a small country. Back to Jack. Uh, Jack says, the heart is like a garden. It can grow compassion or fear, resentment or love. What seeds will you plant there? God, that's so true. I also heard something similar on one of my meditations. Our mind is a garden. Our thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. How about that? Our mind is a garden. You didn't know that. Thoughts, they're the seeds. You are in power to grow flowers or grow weeds. Oh, that's so true. Now back to Stephen Wright. I was at a restaurant and the sign said breakfast anytime. So I ordered French toast in the Renaissance. Some people have a fear of heights. I have a fear of widths. I went to the library and asked the librarian where the self-help section would be. She said if I told you, that would defeat the purpose. I was on an airplane and when the flight landed, I forgot to take off my seat belt. I ended up dragging the plane three miles down the tarmac. I went to a general store, but they wouldn't let me buy anything specific. I think it's wrong that only one company makes the game Monopoly. Alright, that's it. Episode 151 is in the books. Go take a shot at Bacardi 151. It'll burn through you. I'll talk to you soon.